Chapter 16 The way back through the rat's town was cleared by Ratzenberg's guards. There was no jeering and nothing was thrown. When they'd made it safely back to the walkway, the guards turned and left them. I can't believe that rat, Zen shook his head. I didn't get paid, and he was even going to lock me up. I've half a mind to fight my way back to his hall and give him a taste of my pike. Don't, James said. There's too many guards. You'd never get to him. And there's other ways to earn money and other ways to get revenge. Zen looked up at the boy. James went on. I'd like to pay you, Zen, to do a job for us. It'll be dangerous, and I can't guarantee you'll survive. Would you consider it? How much can you pay? Zen asked. Well, I'm not sure exactly what I've got that you would need. Would human money be any good? Ha! No! If that's all you can offer, then there's no deal. James looked around, trying to think of something that the rat would find valuable. But Jenny spoke next. Is there anything that humans have that you want? she asked. I'm sure we can get you something that would suit a rat like yourself. Well, Zen said, if you can get me anything. It turned out that Zen liked to fish, and that rat fishing gear was not the best. He would love a strong thin line, and a good hook and bait, and a good penknife with extra tools. James said that he would be able to get all of that on Sunday morning. So, what's the job? Zen asked. James told him. It sounds like Lord Ratzenberg won't be much use to us on Saturday, so I'd like you to help us fight against the pigeons and the cats, and it would be great if you could persuade any other mercenary rats to join you. Is that all? Zen laughed. I'd fight against pigeons and cats for nothing. I can't promise to build an army. I mostly work alone. But I'll see what I can do. Zen agreed to take them back to the surface. It turned out that after climbing a few ladders and walking up 23 stairs, that they were right under another clock tower. This time, the one in the centre of town. Like the tower in Preston Park, the stairs ended at a blank wall. But Zen simply twisted the closest squiducken torch holder on the wall, and the wall swung open. It was after dinner time, and the streets were filled with people going to eat and drink in town. It was only a week until Christmas, and it was busy. No one seemed to notice the three children stepping out from what should have been a wall in a clock tower, and waving back to someone else still inside. The clock tower said nearly eight o'clock. James was late for dinner again, and this time he hadn't let his parents know. He was going to be in trouble. They all ended up half running, half jogging back to Preston Park. They would have to discuss everything at school the next day. That would be Friday, the day before the mega grotto on the pier. When James got home, his mum was not happy. Why hadn't he gone to art club? Where had he been? Why was he late? James said sorry first, and then said he'd been around as a friend playing computer games and not noticed the time. He skipped art club because they were only making Christmas decorations, and he hadn't felt like it. More lies. Even if they worked, he didn't feel good telling them. His mum said that she'd nearly had to call everyone she knew to get them looking for him, but she hadn't. She made him promise that he'd come straight home after school on Friday. James didn't want to agree, as that would stop him from going out with Elf and Jenny, 
He said of course he'd come straight home, and that he was sorry again, and it wouldn't happen again. He ate some toast and went up to his room. What they really needed, he thought, was to know what King Pigeon's plan was. Then they could find a way to stop it. After that, they'd have to think of a way of getting rid of Archduke Crackwing without burning the pier down. It was a tall order. There was him, Jenny and Elf. Then they had Notel and Claudia, if she was better. Zen would help, even if Ratzenberg wouldn't. But they would need more people, and that meant finding more members of the Green Hands gang. Well, let's hope so. Breakfast Club was awash with Christmassy things, children handing out cards, teachers wearing elf hats, and tables of cards and glitter and glue, and of course, talk about the Mega Grotto. One of the Year Six boys' dads had bought a ticket at the auction. Nobody knew how much it cost, but it must have been thousands. Now, rather than flocking around elf, Everyone wanted to know how much the ticket cost and who the boy would be taking as a guest. A guest? James asked, between mouthfuls of toast. Yes, a guest, Elf said. It comes with the ticket. I'm going to take Jenny. She saw the look on James's face. Two sets of eyes are better than one, she added quickly. James told them about his thoughts from the night before. I agree, Jenny said. Lord Ratzenberg would never help. We need to find people we trust. Claudia was out when I left this morning, Elf said. She wasn't in her bed. James finished his toast. Even if we do get some more help, we need to know what King Pigeon's plan is, and I've got to go straight home after school, or I'll be in even more trouble. They all thought about what the pigeons might do. Drop burning torches from the air? Carry something like petrol and spray it on the pier? I know what they're going to do. Oh, yeah? They're going to... Beak to make a spark. Oh, beak clack spark making, could be. It was too hard to guess. James said that as a last resort he could phone the police with a bomb threat and that would clear the pier. Even then, he didn't know if he could sound convincing enough to get the police to believe him. Jenny and Elf would have to see if they could find Claudia after school and go and look for answers. They could at least go back to the pier and see if they could shift Archduke Crackwing themselves. They knew where his scaffolding hideout was. For the rest of Breakfast Club, James tried to find anyone that had helped out the Green Hands gang before. They needed to be able to keep a secret, and they needed to be going down to the Mega Grotto on Saturday. He found Wilf and Aby sitting together, and Wilf said that his younger brother Laurie would also be able to help out. Two other Year 4 girls, sisters, Saskia and Romy agreed to help out too. Then at lunchtime he was at it again. There was a tall girl in year six, Ella, who was the current president of the astronomy club who could help, plus another year five from James's class called Finn. James told them all to meet by the kissing sculpture at four o'clock, an hour before the mega grotto was due to start. And he told them all to watch out for pigeons doing suspicious things. <laughs> 